Welcome to an enlightening podcast from IslamPodcasts.com. We encourage our listeners to please comment and let us know how we can grow in our knowledge to better serve our community. Please remind your family and friends to also visit IslamPodcasts.com for engaging discussions. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. وشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له له الملك وله الحمد يؤتي الملك من يشاء وينزعه من من يشاء بيده الخير إنه على كل شيء قدير وشهد أن محمدا صلى الله عليه وعلى آله وسلم عبد الله ورسوله أدى الأمانة وبلغ الرسالة وجاهد في الله حتى أتاه اليقين May all the praise be to Allah, the one who guided us to this deen of Islam. And I witness that Allah is the only God, is the only one who is worthy of our worship, the one who provides life, the one who provides death, who installs people in authority, and the one who removes them away. And I witness that Muhammad may the peace and the blessings of Allah be upon him and upon his descendants until the day of judgment. I witness that he had received the revelation from Allah. And that he had conveyed the message of Islam in the best manner a man could ever do. Let me recite the following ayat from Surah Al-Hajj, which are related to the Udhiyah, to the sacrifice. And then I will take it from there. Allah says, Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim, wal-budna ja'alnaha lakum min sha'airillah. And the animals to be slaughtered. These are made for you, and these are among the sha'air of Allah, among the rituals that Allah Azza wa Jal wants us to do. Lakum fiha khair. There is some good in it. Fadhkuru smallahi alayha. You have to read the name of Allah Azza wa Jal. Fa'idha wajabat junubuha, fakulu minha. Whenever it's ready, it's flesh, it's meat, then you eat from it. Wa'atimu al-qani'a wal-mu'tar. And feed from it, give the one who is absolutely uh, satisfied and the one who really needs it but he doesn't ask for it. This is how Allah made it for you. So that you may be thankful to Allah. And then Allah says, Allah will never get any of its meat. ولا دماؤها or its blood ولكن يناله التقوى منكم whatever gets to Allah عز وجل is the taqwa Allah does not eat Allah is not in need of food Allah will not get its flesh Allah will not get any of it all he cares about is the taqwa the taqwa the fear of Allah and in fact the fear of Allah is not a proper translation of taqwa it is the Avoidance with alert. You avoid that Allah Azza wa Jal will see you and catch you in a place or in a location or in an act or an activity or an event that he does not like. That's what a taqwa. Taqwa is to avoid, like ittaqinnar, avoid hellfire. To avoid the fact that Allah Azza wa Jal may see you in a situation that he does not like. 
كذلك سخرها لكم لتكبروا الله على ما هداكم and this indeed so that you can gratify Allah لتكبروا الله and تكبروا الله means you have to make Allah عز وجل greater than anything that you can think of التكبير is from the word كبير كبير is big or great تكبر means Allah عز وجل is greater than anything that might be in your life greater than your power, greater than the wealth, greater than superpowers, greater than military, greater than India invading Kashmir, greater than all the atrocities that you see. And once you gratify Allah Azza wa then you know how to respond to events. And this leads me to the topic. The topic today that Allah Azza wa made things for us to sacrifice. And if you go back, to the initial story of the sacrifice, Ismail السلام, was to be the sacrifice. The son of Ibrahim was to be the sacrifice. Ya Bunayya, inni ara fil manam, anni My son, I've seen in my dream, in my slumber, that I'm slaughtering you. And then Allah Azza wa Jal, وَفَدَيْنَاهُ بِذِبْحٍ عَظِيمٍ Later on says, we have saved Ismail السلام. We replaced him. So there was a replacement for a slaughter and a sacrifice of a human, my son and your son, or the people's son, with an animal that Allah made it. Which is a great blessings from Allah Blessing from the sense, from the sense that our sons and our people, our daughters are so dear. It's a blessing that Allah does not want to put us under the test that many of us would fail. Nevertheless, dear brothers, today this situation has been reversed. Today the most slaughtered in the world are our sons and children. Do we really know what has been going on for the last few days since the blockade of all communication in the area called Kashmir in the Muslim world, what's happening there? Do we know what is happening to our women, to our children, to our men who is being slaughtered, who is not? Brothers, for the last almost 100 years, the most slaughtered thing in the world has not been the sheep that we do today or, to, or a few days from now in Hajj or in Udhiyah. It's not our dhahaya, it's not our animals that Allah Azza wa Jal sakharaha lana. It's something else, it's us. It's our people, it's Muslims. Now, Allah Azza wa Jal here, He says, لَن يَنَالَ اللَّهَ لُحُومُهَا وَلَا دِمَاؤُهَا وَلَكِنْ يَنَالُهُ التَّقْوَى التَّقْوَى In another ayah, I want to correlate to ayah. One ayah Allah Azza wa Jal talking about hajj now. Now, this is about udhiyya. That Allah wants the taqwa. About the hajj, after talking about as-safa, wal-marwa, wal-ka'ba, wa-arafa, all of these things, Allah says, ذَلِكَ وَمَنْ يُعَظِّمْ شَعَائِرَ اللَّهِ Anyone who makes it great, the sha'ira of Allah, sha'airu Allah, as-safa, al-marwa, arafa, al-hajj, and all of these ceremonies that we go through, فَإِنَّ ذَلِكَ مِنْ تَقْوَى الْقُلُوبِ That is taqwa. Then what is it that Allah Azza wa Jal wants from us? At-taqwa. From those sha'air, they should create an us taqwa. 
And one of the greatest, one of the greatest manifestation of taqwa is to be able to protect the most sacred thing Allah Azza wa Jal made on this earth. What is that most sacred thing? You could tell me it's al-baytul haram. I will say alhamdulillah, yes, it is. Al-Kaaba al-Musharraf. Oh, yes, it is. However, the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam in a hadith narrated by Ibn Umar says, "ما أعظمك about al-Kaaba, how great you are. وما أعطيبك وما أعظم حرمتك عند الله, how sacred you are in the eyes of Allah azza wa jal. How good your smell is, how nice you are. However, the Prophet ﷺ poses, he says, Wala, Walakin, Al Muslim, the Muslim, Aadamu Hurmatan and Allahi Minki. A Muslim is even more sacred than Al Baytul Haram, more sacred than Al Kaaba, more sacred than the slaughtered sheep that we will all do in few days. More sacred than everything, more sacred than a salah, than a psalm, than zakah, than al-hajj, than anything. Al-Muslim, a'zamu hurmatan indallahi minki. The plight of a Muslim, the blood of a Muslim, the money of a Muslim, the wealth of a Muslim, the plight of a Muslim that today is being compromised as we speak. In that piece of land, I would call it the forgotten land for the last 70-some years. That piece of land which is called Kashmir, and I am addressing mostly the people who are from the Middle East who have focused so much time on Palestine, lots of atrocities, in Yemen, in Syria, in Libya, and keep counting. But there is yet Kashmir and Myanmar, and there is yet Muslims who are being deprived of their own wealth, deprived of life, deprived of decent life. Allah says, وَلَقَدْ كَرَّمْنَا بَنِي آدَمِ The Bani Adam, a human in general, has karama, has honor. The honor of the humans today under racism and poverty is tarnished. Tarnished. And we have seen what happened in the last week here in America. Punish the honor of people simply because they look different, they speak different, they come from different geographic location. The honor of human, Allah says, وَلَقَدْ كَرَّمْنَا بَنِي آدَمِ It's no longer mukarram. It's mukarram, yes, in the eyes of Allah Azza wa but as a sha'ira, as something that's sacred, it has been violated. It has been violated. And we, as an ummah, stand and sit and do our rituals while we are crippled, disabled even to make a response, even to make a response. Oh, let the United Nations deal with Kashmir. Oh, let's call for Security Council. Who's going to make a case for you in the Security Council? Britain, who made the problem in the first place to split Kashmir, part of it in Pakistan and part of it in India. Is it going to stand up for this issue to save the Muslims in Kashmir? Is it the United States of America that has done all it takes to support Moody and India and Benjamin Netanyahu and all and this and this and that? Or Russia, who had controlled more than 50 or 60 million Muslims 
for the last hundred years under the Soviet Union and continues to do so, who's going to stand up? Awaiting for those who created problems to solve it? And what about us? The Ummah. The truth of the matter. Today as we speak on the eve of Arafah, now the, all the Muslims are gathered in Muzdalifah and tomorrow morning they will be on Arafah. More than 4 million Muslims. And we all in this hall and other halls like this are waiting for Sunday to come to go and slaughter our sheep. And we'll be happy about it. And in the meantime, there are more than 700,000 soldiers ready to slaughter our brothers and sisters. What is this with this Ummah? How much, how much insanity have we gone in? And the reason, the reason we have left, we have left our sheep in the mountain without a shepherd. We have left our sheep in the mountains, in the jungles without shepherds. And you expect the wolf to stand still so that he will take some mercy on a sheep. And whenever we think, oh, let's go and do a protection and provide a shepherd, we get someone who has allied himself with the wolf. That's how we are. That's why we have not been able to resolve neither Palestine nor Kashmir nor Yemen, nor Syria, nor, nor, nor nothing, nor the poverty, nor the backwardness, nor the fact that we stand in the rating behind the rest of the world in corruption, in all types of indexes. The other day I was looking at some, something called the city index, clean city indexes. Muslim capitals, capitals of the Muslim world are one of the worst. Corruption, we are one of the worst. Poverty, one of the worst. Backwardness, one of the best. Why is it so? Is it because we as humans, we don't have what it takes to be in charge of our affairs? Is it because we, are, we lack engineers and doctors and specialists? This hall is full of them. I can count probably 70% of the people here, if not more, very highly professional, very intelligent. Resources, oil and gas is in the Muslim world. Strategic positions, we have the best water straits in the world, the most strategic ones. Wherever you go, all resources that you can think of are there. Ideologies, ideas, we have the Quran. We have the Quran, the best ever revealed to mankind. The Quran, the Sunnah of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. We have all what it takes, but to bring it all together, to put it all in practice, to make sure that our Quran and our Sunnah implemented to mobilize the unity of the Ummah as we all sit here from different perspectives, ethnicities, languages, we all as one, to bring us as an Ummah, just like the people in this hall here. That's what's lacking. What's lacking is to have someone like Umar radiallahu anhu, al-Khalifa, al-Rashid, al-Farooq, the one to whom Ali radiallahu anhu said, Ya, ya Amir al-Mu'mineen, why are you surprised that your people are so honest and just? You have been honest and just in wealth distribution, so your ummah must be like you. And if you were a thief and a robber, 
who takes the resources of the Ummah and put it in the hands of the Persians and, and the Romans, then they would do the same. Today, the ones who are in charge of us, they don't even look up to Umar as an example. They look to Netanyahu as an example, to Moody as an example. They look to all but Umar and Abu Bakr. And once you say, we want something on the footsteps of the Prophet وسلم, like Abu Bakr and Umar, they say, you are dreaming. Or oh, let me dream. Let me dream. At least don't fight me with my dream. When King stood up here in America and he said, I have a dream. He have millions of people around the world who support him. He said, yes, you have a dream to get out of slavery. Cannot I have a dream to have someone like Abu Bakr or Umar? Leave alone, work for it. Leave alone, work for it. Brothers, standing here and talking and feeling that we can do nothing to a woman being raped, it's a shame. It's bad. And being a Muslim, to face Allah Azza wa Jal on the day of judgment, what am I going to tell to him? I can lie to you. You can lie to me. You can say, oh, I cannot do nothing. Oh, I'm too poor. Oh, I don't know. We can do that to each other. Can I do that to Allah Azza wa Jal? As an Ummah. As an Ummah. And I am part of the Ummah. And you are part of the Ummah. We have all our businesses. And we are good at it. We have all our affairs and we are good at it. We are, have our local issues, and we are good at it. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. And we pray. We have a masjid here. Alhamdulillah. That's good. MashaAllah. That's good. But still, there is yet the greater, the bigger issue. We as an ummah, we have to contribute. At least, if I am not part of a motion, of a general masses move, in order to bring back the power to Islam, the entity to Islam, the authority to Islam. And when I say a sultan in Islam, sultan, authority, someone who can take a decision, someone who can mobilize forces. India has 1.5 million soldiers. Muslim world has more than 5 million soldiers. We are almost 2 billion people. We are much larger. We all can be soldiers, but we need the mobilization. We need someone in charge. Of all of us as an ummah, that's what we call Amir for the Mu'mineen, what we call a Khalifa, what the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa called them the Amir or the Khalifa or the Sayyid or the Sultan or what you name it. If I cannot be part of that, at least, at least I should not be an obstacle. At least I should not be an obstacle. I should not be part of the mass movement to block the return of the power to Islam. And... Before I leave here, I would like to assure the Prophet ﷺ has already said, those days, the black days, those oppressive days, those days of the sufferings, they will vanish, they will go. And they will return a khilafah on the footsteps footsteps of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, that will happen.
But the question remains, am I part of it or against it? أقول قولي هذا وأستغفر الله. الحمد لله. May all the praise be to Allah. We will not stand and do rallies in front of the embassies of India or their supporters. That will not do it. Now our call, our call should be from here, from anywhere else, is to the leaders, current leaders in Pakistan, whether we like it or not, they are in charge of more than a million soldiers. They are in charge of nuclear weapons. They have what it takes what it takes to show that we will defend our Muslim brothers and sisters in Kashmir. And that is not a cheap blood. And that is not something that India can simply assume without someone showing power against it. Quite often, it does not take a war. Nobody in this world would ever think of taking a war with a country that has nuclear weapons. No one. Not even if it's a single bomb. But at least we'll call upon our leaders. Stand up. Don't allow this miserable thing to proceed. The fact that the leaders in the Middle East have failed to do the same for Palestine does not allow other leaders in Pakistan to say, oh, okay, we will do the same. So it's our call as Muslims upon all our, upon all the leaders in the Muslim world, I will not even call them our leaders. They have installed themselves in power, whether we like it or not, but they have to assume their responsibilities as long as they are there. They have to assume their responsibilities. And all the people who are in charge of Muslims in the rest of the Muslim world must take, must take a stand in Saudi Arabia, in United Arab Emirates, in Qatar, in Kuwait, in Jordan, in Syria, in Iraq, in, 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 in all of these. Because that's one case. We have to show that our case is one. Whether it's in Kashmir or Palestine or Bangladesh or Myanmar, or is it in Yemen or is it in Syria. Allahumma anni as'aluka fi hadha al-yawm al-azim an la tada' ala nathanban illa ghafarta. Wala sayyiatan illa mahawtaha ya rabbal alameen. اللهم اغفر لنا الذنوب التي تهتك العصم اللهم اغفر لنا الذنوب التي تبدل النعم اللهم اغفر لنا الذنوب التي تجلب النقم اللهم اغفر لنا الذنوب التي تحبس الدعاء اللهم يا رب العالمين من على المسلمين بوحدة من عندك يا الله اللهم وحد قلوب المسلمين ووحد راية المسلمين ووحد قوات المسلمين يا رب العالمين ووحد صفوفهم وأزل الحدود والفوارق بينهم يا رب العالمين ومن علينا وعلى العالم أجمع يا الله بقيام دولة خلافة الراشدة على منهاج النبوة يحكم فيها بكتابك وسنة نبيك يعز فيها أهل طاعتك يذل فيها أهل معصيتك يؤمر فيها بالمعروف وينهى فيها عن المنكر وترفع فيها راية الجهاد في سبيلك يا رب العالمين اللهم وتقبل الحج من الحجاج يا رب العالمين واجعل حجهم مبرورا يا رب العالمين وعدهم إلى أهلهم غانمين سالمين يا الله يا عزيز يا كريم واغفر لنا ولأمواتنا وأحيائنا وللمسلمين جميعا يا رب العالمين وصل اللهم على محمد وعلى آل محمد كما صليت وسلمت على إبراهيم وعلى آل إبراهيم في العالمين إنك حمد المجيد وأقم الصلاة Thank you for listening to this podcast. Podcasts on current events, Islamic guidance, Quran tafsir, and seerah are available at islampodcasts.com as well as on iTunes. 
Rate, review, and comment, and let us know how we can grow in our